is a list of everything that movies have taught me comprises a successful first year at college. Bond with a group of lovable misfits. Check. Take on the school bully. Check. Make out with the hottest girl on campus. Check a Rooney. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. These are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 1, Episode 22, The Art of Discourse. Sigh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, have you ever been a jerk to another human being? But that's not a funny thing. Have you ever been a jerk to a high school kid? Have you ever been a high school kid that's been a jerk to a 30-year-old? The answer is yes to everyone. ever banged a high school kid's mom to get back at the high school kid? Well, you know what? Maybe that's the question we go for. Um, No, I'm not. (laughs) Same. Next question. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't doesn't get much for the yes and, huh? Mm -hmm. Um... Yes, right, here, here and we go. instead of that, uh, have you ever created a boob robot uh, to do wacky uh, hijinks in college with? I did not create a boob robot. No, I've not really created any robots, really. I've done a lot of uh, Raspberry Pi programming in Python sure. to do random things, but it's never powered a robot. I feel like and I'm it, really and it missing doesn't out. Sound like, it doesn't sound like it's been hijinks related either. Um, I did, uh, I, so I did get a, an e-ink display for my Raspberry Pi. Okay. Uh, and as a test, I did make it display the phrase from my brother, my brother and me, when you nut in space, it push you backwards. (laughs) So that was hijinks related that feels um, hijinksy enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's, like it's 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 not like hijinks in a college setting, but it's still pretty hijinksy to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, that's the closest I've ever gotten to building a boob robot. Mm-hmm. So, what about I, you? Have you built a boob robot? No, I've not ma- built a boob robot, but I know that I've worked with um, breadboards before, um, where you kind of poke in little wires and then you can make an led work Mm -hmm. um as kind of an indication of like how you can you know use hardware to make things happen um if computers because again i was a computer science student so uh we had to do stuff like that um i didn't really work too well with hardware i worked better with software and that's why i'm in software um but hijinks we had a lot of hijinks in college none of which had a robot though okay what's most of which involved super smash brothers and staying up way too late I mean, same. What's the most hijinks you've ever programmed into a computer program? Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask a follow up question that makes this important uh, mm-hmm. on purpose or accidentally uh, dealer's choice. OK, as so long as it's hijinks. Well, OK, so hijinks is an interesting concept. Um, I do. I don't think I did it, but I know a friend of mine and ended up writing a fork bomb. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, I, and for those of you that don't know what a fork bomb is, it's basically um, 
a program usually in like C++, I think, or C, that basically just kind of spawns off versions of itself and then does so without canceling any of the other stuff. So it just kind of takes up all the resources on a machine. So you can't really do anything else on it. If I remember correctly, that was running on a, uh, a server that we all needed to use. Oops. Um, so we all kind of <laughs> got screwed because <laughs> it wasn't yeah. sandboxed correctly. That's probably the most hijinks I know of. Okay. I, as a like uh, junior high school kid, I think, uh, my grandmother found a an old laptop at a garage sale and gave okay. it to us. And it couldn't really do much. Um, it could run like an NES emulator That's and fun. it could run basic. And those are basically the two things it could do. Um, and so I learned a lot of basic and I learned about uh, drawing stuff on the screen. And so I made a uh, game is a loose <laughs> uh, definition of what this was. It was... Um, it was a, a little mini program that is like, it's, it's supposed to mimic like a text-based adventure. Oh, sure. But it was like, uh, you're walking down the road. You find a joint on the ground. Do Ooh. you smoke it? And then you get a yes or no question. Sure. You know, uh, you, you the answer classic yes or no. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Do you smoke a joint uh, you found on the you, ground? Yes or do no? You smoke, do you smoke Clearly. the joint you found on the ground? And I mean, I've you, asked you. We've walked around Portland enough that I've asked you that multiple times. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just joints everywhere. Oh man. Um, so uh, I, I mean, so if you say no, it's like you don't smoke the joint, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> and if Immediate you say judgment from computer. If you if you say yes, it it enters a a screen drawing routine where it randomly draws circles of random colors thousands of times to make the screen look all weird. I had never smoked weed in my life at this point, so I had How no idea what being high was. I like I said, I was junior high, so like, so I was like twelve like or so, early yeah. teens. Yeah, yeah. I had never smoked weed in my life, so I was just like, I don't know, like weird stuff happens. <laughs> weird so stuff it, happens, psychedelics, it's fine. It's all it, good, it right? It draws a bunch of random colored circles, and then uh, a second routine draws random black circles to blank, to slowly blank out the screen. And then uh, at the end, it was like, it just says, whoa, what a trip. <laughs> I feel like I may have talked about this on Back to the Futurama, too. Uh, I know we talked f- about programming in basic at one point. I so. certainly feel that does feel familiar, but I can't I can't tell if that's because we're <laughs> friends and we talk a lot, a lot about this stuff like that or if we talked about it on a podcast. Either way, I love that it's like a binary choice that either gets you called a loser by a computer <laughs> or a computer mimicking what a trip, uh-huh. th- what a weed smoking what trip a, what a feels like to a 13-year-old. What a sober thirteen-year-old <laughs> thinks smoking a joint would be like. Uh, so and it doesn't that was, sound super uh, realistic to what smoking a joint uh-huh. sm- uh, s- certainly not what it smells like. So um, that that's my most shenanigans-based programming, I would say. That is some hijinks. <laughs> I, I I I I appreciate that. The funniest thing is is I showed my dad, and he ran through <laughs> it, and he was just like, "Okay." <laughs> It's uh, my favorite thing is that it's not like, well, this is a teachable moment. It's just like, I don't know how to interact with this at all. 
he was probably just like, I'm glad my son doesn't know what it's like to smoke weed because clearly he does not. Clearly, this is this is a program made from by somebody who has never smoked weed before. Uh huh. Um, I might I might as well have been like, you find one marijuana on the ground. Do you do the marijuana? Like. I I had no idea what anything was. I just love, I'm sorry. I just love the, you're a loser. (laughs) Yeah. The, the computer, the computer program definitely judges you for not being cool enough to smoke weed. That's so incredible to me. I love it so much. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. It's something. All right. (laughs) Um, okay. We managed to salvage that opening bit. I think we did it. Good we job, did, team. <laughs> My favorite part about podcasting is like, well, we've done the one thing and it wasn't terrible. Let's move on. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about The Art of Discourse. Uh, the 22nd episode in the first season of Community. It starts out in the cafeteria. If only, if only it was 20 seconds long. Uh-huh. Uh, getting a little preview into the grades, I see. <laughs> It starts yeah, out in sorry. the cafeteria. Britta is knitting something. She's knitting an eye patch for her new cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of very important things I want to note here right off the bat. Um, we're, we're going to Ben's knitting corner. Just want to throw that out there right now. Well, I mean, okay. First of all, she does say knitting is hip. And I agree because I also knit. It's it's hip. You can mm-hmm. you can do stuff. There, there is there is some uh, there. There is the. Uh, the fiber arts war that currently rages on the internet between knitting and crocheting. Mm-hmm, um, I am mm-hmm. on the sidelines. I, uh, I have not chosen a side um, there and also probably won't because you know, like I, I got these big old hands that don't really do much good anywhere except for typing. Um, and even then it's a little bit sh- uh, touch and go there, but you mm-hmm. have chosen I a side. I feel bad for your wife, but continue. <laughs> Sir, you <laughs> left me an opening and I had to no, take that's it. Fair. So, Sometimes you just got to put when you're talking about fingers, you got to just take that opening. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, you've chosen your side in the fiber arts war. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you're on the front lines. It doesn't fe- you don't feel to me like you're like, oh, only knitting. Knitting is the only thing because you're you're your friends. So it's almost like you're a separatist about being mm-hmm. like, you know, I we mean, could just we could just get along, guys. Uh-huh. I mean, I started out with crochet and I'm just not very good at it. Um, I'm a much better knitter. Sure. Um, but like I made I made this dice bag that you are looking at here on the screen. I am looking at that dice bag. It looks like a nice dice bag. It's a yeah, I like I, I like knitting. It's good. So first of all, Britta is correct. Knitting is hip like uh, don't how, disparage knitting. I would like to ask our listeners, how do you feel about the fiber arts war? Uh, f- tweet at us at Good Greendale. Um, second, uh, she mentions that she got a new cat because her old one died two weeks ago and mm-hmm. the old cat was named Susie B, which is very clearly a Susan B. Anthony reference. Correct. And I'm like, Britta is Britta ing so hard right yeah, that now. Feels very um, much like a Britta name to give a cat. She is knitting a cat an eye patch because she only adopts cats that are desperately in need. I'm also going to point out, I once almost adopted a one-eyed cat. Um, okay. And I'm going to just point out that, like, putting an eye patch on a cat is crueler than just letting it be a one-eyed cat. Because, yes. like, 
I it agree. heals up. It heals up pretty nice. Like, um, and, and then they're just then it just looks are, like they're constantly winking, and then right. you can just wink at your cat, and then it knows what's up. I mean, I already wink at my cat all the time, but that's a different discussion. I will say, like, eye patches to me are not for the person without the eye; they're for the people looking at them, because generally people don't really, you know. People that are able-bodied don't like to be reminded of the, you know, non-able-bodied or those that have handicaps, disabilities, and things like that. So it feels very much like she doesn't want to look into this cat's face without this eye patch because she has a negative feeling towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the cat is fine. The cat doesn't care. Also, the cat's going to take that eye patch off. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, the cat's cat. gonna the cat's gonna hate that eye. I mean, yeah. it's classic Britta. She is try, she's like, this is well help, and it's it's not a thing anyone asked for help for ever mm-hmm. at any point in the history of mankind. Uh, since we're in the Britta cat discussion, I do have a thing that I wanted to note. Um, yes. <laughs> so much in this, we haven't even gotten anywhere into actual episode yet. We have gotten a we are, single we are sentence. Sixteen seconds into the episode. Um, Britta in the previous episode, the uh, chicken finger episode, Britta is upset because she thinks she might have to put her cat down. Mm-hmm. So clearly, uh, she has had to do that since that episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that it, it, uh, her, her new cat, uh, passed her old cat, Susie, Susie B, uh, mm-hmm. passed away two weeks ago. Yes. So that is the amount of time between this episode and, uh, the chicken fingers episode, which I've contemporary American poultry or something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, Jeff so that's an is, interesting, uh, uh, time, uh, time, uh, frame mm-hmm. there. Uh, Jeff is eating some pie because he, which is a carb, which he doesn't usually do. Mm-hmm. He um, also gives a really bad, qu- uh, rhyme of, Hey Britta, what you gonna knit Yo, oh, yeah, it's real bad, but he's in a good mood because he just got to be on his nutrition test. So he's he's rocking it. He's doing the thing. He's going to class. He's getting grades, mm-hmm. G- relatively good grades. And there are some high schoolers that are sitting behind Britta, who AKA, uh, the villains of the episode. And I hate them. <laughs> I think pretty much everyone in this episode is a villain, but we'll get to that. I, I, I would argue there are a few people that aren't. But that's a different discussion as well. I mean, it's 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 not a different discussion. It's Troy and Abed, and Annie Annie's fine. So uh, these high schoolers are like, hey, so uh, we are from the local high school. We're here taking some some classes for like college credit, and uh, we just want to know what did you do in your life so we don't make the same mistakes. So we're not thirty five mm-hmm. and celebrating a B on our nutrition test at a terrible community college. Yeah, and then I don't write down a whole lot for these uh, kid scenes because I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> it's my well, podcast. See, I don't want to. Here's the thing: <laughs> you can sum up the like ninety percent of the dialogue uh, that these kids say with the word "schmitty," and the other ten percent with "duh," and, and the other ten percent with "duh," and then occasional like "schlim schlam" or like weird like. I don't even, they just make up yeah. words. It, it, the best part of this episode to me was when I paused the episode and went and complained about it on Twitter uh, because I didn't want to do, <laughs> I didn't want to watch, continue watching these damn kids get <laughs> getting off my lawn. I didn't see you complain on Twitter. I got to look that up. 
I did not tag good green meal. There's going to be some hot takes on I mean, I could just read it to you if you'd like. Oh, I did. So I pulled up Twitter and someone just tweeted at us. I was very disappointed to hear you haven't seen Goodfellas. And before you ask, my name isn't Greg. However, I'm a teenager and I have seen this movie and love it. And it was made before I was born. So please watch Goodfellas. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm going to retweet that. Um, (laughs) um, This is live. This is live. Live on a Sunday. Look, this whole episode is going to be a disaster because, uh, spoilers, I don't think either one of us cares for this episode that much. I feel like that's a pretty good way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. Me. Well, it's time to watch an episode of Community for my Community Rewatch podcast. The episode is the one with the insufferable high school kids. Me. Perhaps I should pitch watching a different show for this Community Rewatch podcast. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Mike. Uh, no, wait. Hold that for grades. So... <laughs> Anyways, we have a segment for this. Um, so yeah, the the majority of their um, dialogue is pointless. Yeah, it's just so there it's fine. To, it's really just there to reflect on Britta and Jeff being just basically taken out by children, literal children. But at the same time, it's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. Also, uh. When Britta says that they make fun because they make fun of her for knitting and she's like knitting is hip. Winona Ryder knits and she they don't know who Winona Ryder is. Right. And so I'm going to point out they're the losers. I mean, how do you not know who Winona Ryder is? I wasn't Mike, ex- do, do you, I do wasn't you know who Winona Ryder this, is? This prompt. Um, I, I mean, just, I, know who gave Win- a- I know who Winona Ryder is. <laughs> you just gave a look like, yes. I also am a person who knows who Winona Ryder is. No, it was she was me in try- the movie with no, the I, thing I, I and know the who guy. Winona- <laughs> Lord, uh, I just I I needed to cut to like come to grips with the fact that you're like no these kids are schmitties because you are basically turning into Jeff in front of my own eyes. I mean, look, we've been over this. I'm <laughs> I'm Abed Britta. Those well, are my two. Th- that's why you and, went, and you Britta, went into that Britta kind of like, but they don't the know what Ryder, they're losers. Uh-huh. Yeah, she devolves into that too. Yeah. So and uh, that's fine. Did we decide I'm tr- Troy Annie, right? Or something like that? Yeah, I think officially you said you're Troy the Dean. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, neither of them go into that, so I'm good. Except for I hate those kids. <laughs> also, on my theory about everyone being two characters, I used to consider myself Abed Britta. But the more we we record this, I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm Britta Abed. I think I'm primary Britta, secondary Ooh. Abed. I didn't realize it's been a real a, roller coaster of adventure for me. I didn't realize there was a primary secondary for this, so I'm gonna have to think on that. I still think I I'm, mean you're primary Troy. No, yeah, no true. question about that. I do think that, you know it's a, from time to time the the dean comes out of me. Oh, that's came out weird. This better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> this better not awaken anything in to me. To be fair, Troy also said stuff like that. Like, how about I pawned you like a boy? That didn't come out right. Um. So in the study room, uh, they are still complaining about this. Uh, Britta is like, I've been to 14 countries. I met. I once met Sting at a Cracker Barrel. Um. She is very obviously upset by sure. these high school kids. I do love the 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 shout out of Cracker Barrel. Um, as somebody from the uh, the American South, because Cracker Barrel is everywhere, and just boy, how do you can get a lot of food? Um, 
now since this is in Colorado, let's tu- let's turn to Ben's Colorado corner. Are there any Cracker Barrels in Colorado? Yes, there are. There, I've never been to one, but there are uh, several in Colorado. Also, uh, did you know there's a, a, a couple whose goal in life is to eat at every Cracker Barrel in the country? I I don't mean to be belittling to people's goals. Yes. But sometimes I think people can shoot higher than they think they can. I feel like they just know what they want out of life, and that's that. You know what? That's fair. I personally would not shoot for eating at every Cracker Barrel in. I mean, in, look, in you you are if you are if your goal is to eat at every Cracker Barrel, you are traveling the country because that is a coast to coast endeavor. It I'm is, sure they yeah, had there, some. There's even one where in you Oregon grew now. up. There's there's one just up in Beaverton. Um, yeah. So. You know, that is a coast to coast sort of thing. You're seeing the country. You know, you love the food, I guess. You know, you love the old, you, old, tiny America, Americana aesthetic. You certainly like the food enough to eat at it multiple over and over and over again in different places. At least 200 something times. Um, oh, how so, many cracker so many. barrels are there? Um, like as uh, of September 1st, 2019, the chain operates 660 stores in 45 states. So, you know, that you're seeing at least 45 states. That's true. Probably even more because, you know, you got to drive through some of those non cracker barrel states to get to cracker barrel states. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you are also the fact that I described anything as cracker barrel states confuses and, and infuriates me. Mm hmm. Uh, Pierce is busy tuning a guitar uh, because it's springtime, and so he's going to use it to woo some ladies, because that's what you do in the spring yeah. at college. You play the, an acoustic guitar, you woo some ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff is is wondering why Britt is letting the teenage get teenagers get to her. He doesn't remember what they said, and then immediately yells at Pierce with a version of what they said. Right. He he says, you know, why tell me what you did in your life so that I don't end up uh like you or whatever. Right. Um, and Britta show, gives him a look. Deservedly so. It's true. Um Abed decides to uh grab the guitar from Pierce and smash it into dozens of pieces right there on the table. Mm-hmm. It takes him like f- four or five smashes for him to break it. Mm-hmm. I bet it's yeah, I, I've never smashed an acoustic guitar on a table. I bet it's more difficult than we'd like to think it is. That's probably true. Jeff, of course, is like Animal House because it's a thing that happens in Animal House. Sure. And Abed uh, pulls out his quintessential college experience list and he gets to cross off smashing the guitar of somebody singing a cloying love song. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other things on his list are bond with a group of lovable misfits. That's a check. Check. Take on the school bully. Check. Check. Make out with the hottest girl on campus. Check a Rooney. And I love <laughs> that both Annie and Britta kind of like point at each other and then point at themselves. And they're like trying to figure out like, is, that, is he talking about you? Did you make it? Did, did I mean, like, and then they both they realize both, that he's probably talking about neither of them. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does sort of assume... I think that does make them each sort of assume that the other one is really hot, which is, you know, I guess a nice thing. I mean, to be fair, they are both very hot. <laughs> They're both attractive women. It's true. No arguments. But 
you know, if, if, um, somebody was like, Oh, I, I made out with the, the hottest guy that I know. And we both looked at each other like, you know, like, mm-hmm. talk about, like that's, that's being like, sure. I admit that you, my friend, Mike are an attractive man. That's fair. That's so, a good point. You know, I, I hadn't thought of know, it like that, but that makes sense. But yeah, just the, the looks of like you, you, me, mm-hmm. like very good. Um, uh, Troy decides that he's going to join Abed and help him finish the list. Uh, and then Abed immediately pantses Troy, who in retaliation pantses him back. And Both Abed, of, those of things course, are on the list. Yeah. Abed, of course, has the classic uh, heart uh, boxers with hearts right. on them, which is great because Abed has, has just like... When he pantses Troy, he's like, the only thing that would have made that better is if he had the classic heart boxers. And then... When Troy does it back, he does, and it's a good like. It's like a Abed good, was expecting this. It's yeah, it's, it's really a, good. It's a fantastic reveal at that moment. Either for him that, to or Abed has it. worn these heart boxers every day of his freshman year of college, hoping to get pantsed. You know that's also pl- plausible. I could see either, frankly, because Abed is a smart guy. Like he can see. I mean, we know from his films, he can see like seven steps ahead. That's true. He is streets ahead, but. Also, I do feel like Abed has the dedication that he's like, just in case I get pantsed today, mm-hmm. I've got I my heart to underwear be the, on. The quintessential it's be college, the, the right underwear, right? Or maybe he just bought like seven to ten pairs of this pair of underwear, right? And is wearing going through them as normal underwear does, right? Anyway, um, Shirley comes in, is like, what's so funny, everybody? And Pierce pantses her, which I've written down here is not a good time vibe. Oh, yeah. No, the entire room goes from laughing about this Troy Abed pantsing situation to being stone cold silent, except for Pierce, who is doing his little like. <laughs> he like, is enjoying it. Yeah, it he's is not. He's great. he's loving it. And Shirley is upset rightly so like don't, she is i don't blame livid. her at all <laughs> shirley is in the ladies room uh you know composing herself mm-hmm. uh the other ladies are in there like talking to her and and they come out and they're they're like pierce like you you gotta you, i mean she's she's so mad yeah. like you're gonna have to apologize later you like, can't like, even do this like pierce now. is like she's finally out finally mm-hmm. and Britt's like you you just you'll have to apologize later and Pierce's like I don't why what I'm apologize she should apologize for me to ruin the good time and Shirley goes right back into the bathroom and now the kids are back uh-huh and then that they, happens they call Gramp. they call Pierce grandpa schlip slap like their insults aren't even clever they're just like oh no schlip slap but they're delivered in the correct way to make me want to throttle them by their necks mm-hmm. they make fun of britta for wearing a disc man um i believe she calls it retro she does call it retro and they call back what is retro when you're 30 and broke and can't afford an ipod it's a rough it, it's actually you know that th- there's rough there it's rough mm-hmm. i mean this would have been 2010 i certainly didn't have an ipod in 2010 Although in fairness, the reason I didn't is because I was like, oh, Apple sucks. And I kept buying worse MP3 players that inevitably failed after a year. And I'm like, 
I could have just bought an iPod and it would have been, it would have lasted and right. I would have spent less money overall, but it is what it is. Right. Um, and I will point out that iPods came out in uh, 2001. So you could definitely have had it, uh, you know, she could have had, if, if we're talking 2010, she could have had at this point a, you know, iPod, mm-hmm. like a used iPod, which put a pin in that one. Uh-huh. For a long time. So <laughs> for until the end of the episode. <laughs> and beyond and beyond uh, i love this show so much i hate this specific <laughs> episode but i love this show so much uh shirley declares that she will no longer be a part of the group with this man uh this man being pierce of course uh he's pathological and he will never change mm-hmm. he he goes on a whole thing about how like um uh, well, cause he's like, you know, he says something about like, yeah, that's calling the kettle a kettle. Right. And she, she goes on a whole thing. Like you can, you can, call, I'm black. Like that, that cat's out of the bag. Yeah, like, you've, you've pointed that out and spotlighted me all the time. And everybody you literally kind of goes, introduced me as my black, uh, the black one. Like right. they even have yeah. like, like they kind of go around in a circle kind of pointing out different aggressions Pierce has displayed. Uh, the like, only thing I specifically want to call out on that is that Pierce says, well, what? I call the other one, uh, the other ladies, flat butt and the one who Abed wants to nail. And then they, so Annie and Britta do that same like back and forth. Like you, you, me, like which one is, which one does Abed want to like? And then it, they kind of like callback. just both, it, they do. And then they just kind of like think on what just happened. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, yeah, I, uh. I do. It, it Pierce's when Shirley gives her ultimatum of I le- either I leave the group or Pierce does. Pierce is like, ha ha, you just signed your your death warrant, and then he leaves the group. Smash yeah, he cut. gets he gets kicked out. He walks out with his his smashed guitar into dozens of pieces. Um, it's a sad moment in mm-hmm. the legacy of Pierce Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have like a weird Chang break. Uh, where Chang comes in trying to sell Girl Scout cookies to Pierce, and then the Girl Scouts come in and chase him off. Yeah, it's just it's a random Chang appearance that we don't really get any uh, closure on. Like he just shows up and he's like, "Hey, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies?" Uh, he although he doesn't call them that, probably for legal reasons. Yeah. And then some not actually Girl Scout Girl Scouts run after, and they're like, "Did you see an Asian kid run by?" And I do love the fact that they think he's a kid. That's very funny uh-huh. to me. But yeah, we don't ever get any closure on that. He shows up for like 10 seconds in this episode. And that's to it. Try to try to sell Pierce Hawthorne some bootlegged Girl Stolen Scout cookies. Girl Scout mm-hmm. cookies. Yeah, he's uh, he's laundering some Girl Scout cookies. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a really weird appearance by Chang. I, I mean, mean, I know Chang is a weird <laughs> guy in general. Yeah, but and, it's just and Chang like, is going to get bizarre. But this is this is odd. It's a weird thing to just be like, oh, uh, I guess uh, Ken Jong's on the the lot today. Uh, let's have him steal some Girl Scout cookies. We didn't really have much time for them to be in class at all. So, uh, he, uh, can you do this? Can you do this, Ken? Ken's like, absolutely. I'll do whatever you want. Oh, I mean, I bet. I bet that's Ken's motto is just like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Based on some of the stuff he's done in community. <laughs> I think that's correct. He's going to do it. We're going to have to talk about it with the D and D episode. Oh yeah. There's a lot. 
There's a lot. Um, We've got a lot to talk about in future episodes of Good Morning Greendale. Yeah, we're 22 episodes into this show, and there's like 100-something episodes. It goes... It goes some places. Yeah. Um, so far, we're bit, we've been very normal. Out on the quad, Pierce walks by Jeff and Britta, who they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Pierce? And he just, he won't even talk to them. Mm-hmm. Silent treatment. They're like, ah, oh, Pierce is just such a child. Hey, anyways, uh, check out that stinky turd face. And they're talking about the high school kid. Their entire goal is to make that high school kid cry. Yeah. That's, that, that is their stated goal from this moment until the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, they see the kid being dropped off by his mom and they notice that his mom does not have a wedding ring. Uh, Britta's decides to make fun of him for coming from a broken home. She does not care if the fight gets dirty. Um, I do want to point out that uh, the mom is played by Lisa Rinna, who um, is uh, I had never really noticed before, but I'm currently doing a Veronica Mars rewatch okay. because I'm listening along with the uh veronica mars investigations podcast uh she plays the role of lynn eccles who is um uh logan's mom and okay um yeah it was like i'd I'd never really put the two together before but like the fact that i'm actively watching veronica mars i was like wait 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 wait. is that lynn eccles oh my god uh which is great because in that uh in the veronica mars she is married to harry hamlin's character and in real life she is married to harry hamlin so there you go it's great it's a whole thing anyways uh she's great she's a treasure i will take your word for it i i imagine she's she's a good actress i'll put it that way i have not i don't know if i've seen her in anything else Mm mm-hmm um <laughs> as we noticed as i wa- watched you list off all this information about victoria mars or uh, what is it veronica mars <laughs> veronica <laughs> even mm-hmm. can't even get the name right and uh-huh. i'm just like l- like i glossed over in front of my computer screen watching ben tell you that story and me i've mm-hmm. yeah i uh i apologize i don't mean to to make uh make a, a funny joke uh but i kind of gunked out <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I mean, we've we put ourselves on blast for not watching Goodfellas, and we got called out on it yeah. on Twitter. It is known um, by a teenager. So we are being called. We are in our thirties <laughs> oh, no! being called out by teenagers. Dang so it. this is our life now. This is this is it. Um, we we are Jeff and Britta, and we've got our own high school kids making fun of you us for what? not watching. Goodfellas. I do think our egos can handle it because uh, I'm not planning on watching Goodfellas anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, I have all the time now, but you know, uh, I, I've got video games to play like y- Yakuza Kiwami. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, Goodfellas Japan. Yeah, video that's game. like Goodfellas Japan. It's like Goodfellas Japan. It's so... like going to Universal Studios Tokyo. Exactly. So. Uh, <laughs> sure anyways um you're like this kid just get through the damn episode they are look this is going to go off the rails several times because clearly we're not really here to talk about this episode so i'm surprised we've seen the rails at some point uh jeff is checking out the kid's mom um and 
he the 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 weird thing about what this has done to their egos is they keep trying to say cool things and all the cool things they try to say backfire because he's like uh he says something about yeah. like he's an attorney at all snap he and does like, say that before uh they they come over so he does say to Britta, they'll be better than that right but like but they're not they, they yeah they don't like you you hit their ego and they're, they don't know how to function anymore because I mean, Jeff is at least cognizant, cognizant enough to know that attorney at all snap is not anything. It is garbage. Yeah. It's it's still a thing that came out of his mouth and he never comes up with anything better than this. Yeah. So, so yes, these high school kids do get the best of Jeff and Britta by repeating what they said and saying the word duh afterwards. Jeff and Britta's entire strategy in this moment is to make fun of the kid for having parents who are divorced. Yes. That is their strategy. And clearly... It's, it's a rough ki- choice. It's a rough choice. But honestly, the the kid is just like... Yeah, what, like he just mimics them and says, duh. And like... Yeah, he doesn't seem to mind too much. So... Yeah. Plus, harsh, harsh move from Jeff, my father left and never came back winger like to be fair it was started by britta who we don't i at this point i don't know if i know much about her parents do you do we we, learn? we don't we don't know anything about her parents until much later in the series okay because i don't remember um, it she it might be she past- keeps she keeps uh her family life pretty close to the chest uh by choice makes sense so back in the study room abed stole city college's mascot it is a goat mm-hmm. it is sitting where pierce used to sit uh so frankly i think it's an upgrade i also yes absolutely um can you imagine if the entirety of the rest of the series community would they just replace chevy chase with a goat that would rule it would would save them money certainly um a lot of money jeff is being mean and sarcastic to troy and brit is like maybe you should ask the goat about it and and uh brit is uh troy immediately like looks over at the goat it's like no i won't um and then it's like why are you guys being so mean i do like that throughout this entire scene troy is talking to the goat and like giving the goat details because it's got to catch up it's new to the group yeah, yeah. so like, and also like acting as if the goat understands the concepts of that they're discussing like at one point he's like if we need an escape goat we should just let this one go and putting earmuffs on the goat so this starts a whole thing because Britta's like, sometimes I can't tell if you realize uh, what you're saying or if it's a joke. This devolves into a massive fight where everyone is giving everyone else crap for everything. Except and for Abed. Abed gets out of this unscathed. Well, I mean, Abed, it's sort of Abed's jam. He's he's sort of like an observer most of the time, yeah. which means he dodges a lot of the crap that gets flung in yeah. this group a lot. It, it basically is like, well, what about Abed? He's weird. And everybody looked at Abed and was like, no, no, uh-huh. no, it's fine. Because Abed's theory is that Pierce was the lightning rod. And without him, lightning's flying all over at everybody. Mm-hmm. We lost our Cliff Clavin, our George Costanza. Uh, our, and then he lists off like a million entourage characters and declares that a sloppy show. Right. Um, well, you know. And so again, he not says watched our, our entourage and not planning on going to. Uh huh. He says it's only next a matter epi- of time. Next podcast from the Good Morning Greendale, folks. This this week in Entourage, we'll talk. Um, I, I think I I don't want to do it. I, th- I think I'd rather quit. 
Uh, Abed says it's only a matter of time before one of us becomes the new peers. And this is when everyone is like, oh, well, obviously it's Britta because we make fun of her a lot. Or obviously it's Annie because um, she just, she can't take any, any sort of jokes and they all mimic her little gasp that she does and, you know, back and forth with everybody. And then that's when somebody's like, well, maybe it's Abed. He's weird. And then everyone just looks over at Abed and they're like, that ain't it. And then uh, it's decided that uh, somebody says we need a, a Pierce in this group. Uh, Jeff um, says the concept is stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's and everybody's like, oh, it's Jeff. Jeff's the new Pierce. And he's like, I'm not the new Pierce. Right. So it's decided that they do need Pierce in the group and they decide to help Pierce mm-hmm. pretend to apologize. Right. Like Pierce, so, so Pierce this, is this, straight up like I'm fake apologizing for the sake of getting right. her back in the group. So, so yeah, this is this, after everybody leaves, Shirley is kind of walks off by herself and Jeff stops everyone else to try and get them to go along with bring Pierce back into the group. Uh, and he's like, that's really insensitive. And then, but you know, as long as there's an apology, it could work because they, because mm-hmm. they need him in the group. Um, so yeah, Shirley is on a bench later reading and, um, Everybody is trying to say, okay, Pierce, let's, let's, how do, how, here's how you, you should need, need to make it sound sincere. It's like, it's not going to be sincere. I'm going to be pretending to apologize. Right. Because he's still like, she owes me the apology because, because yeah. she ruined I, a good I had, time. I had a flawless joke about pantsing another human being and she ruined it by not wanting to be pantsed. It's weird <laughs> that you are all reading a power dynamic into this in which I was just making a harmful joke. Or uh, <laughs> To be fair, he was making a harmful joke. He thinks it was harmless. So that was a Freudian slip on my part. So they are standing there while Pierce goes to apologize. We also Troy get a little... Abed, I do want to point uh-huh, out that Troy and Abed uh-huh. really want this to be quicker because they're both pledging the cool frat and they have to walk around with pretzels in their butts. And Troy, he calls himself stupid <laughs> for putting mustard on his. Uh, I'm also going to call him stupid for putting mustard on his. That is a choice. I think he didn't. Well, I mean, I, I'm reading into the subtext here. I don't think he realized it was going to go in his butt. I mean, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's also a discussion about where this pretzel is, if it's betwixt two cheeks or elsewhere, but I don't want to discuss that. That seems like a lot. I always assumed it was betwixt the butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but because it's just the way that they say in our butts. Right. I just feel like holding a pretzel betwixt one's butt cheeks is a much more frat prank because now you've you've got to like you've got to maintain the like you got to hold on to you got to clinch you got to clinch exactly i will say that both of them sound frat like to me because there has been so many occasions of uh cool frats hazing people so you never know (laughs) and i don't want to so that's also fair neither of us were in frats yeah, uh, by choice. Um, I will say I was in an honor frat, but that's because I got good grades in computer science. Oh, yeah. Go me. Good, good grades in computer science like a cool kid. I did not get good grades in computer science because I was busy programming. You found a joint on the street <laughs> in basic. You know, when so. you were 13, I was getting good grades in college. That's how that worked entirely. 
and I mean, actually, I, I think I did get good grades in the one computer science class I took, uh, which, by the way, was a garbage computer science class because he never even taught us how to make classes in Python. And I'm like, kind of an important thing, my dude. Well, I think Py- did Python ship with classes, class support at, at, with Python, the way, the initial Python release? I thought that, that was I something mean, they put on afterwards. I mean, by the time I was in college, I think we were up to like Python 2. Classes were definitely a thing. In oh, classes Python. were definitely a thing in Python 2. Um, they were, yeah, they were definitely a thing by the time I was learning Python, but he just didn't ever teach us that. It was awkward. Um, but because also I have a friend who took the basically the same class, but with a different professor, and she definitely learned how to make classes. Oh, okay, so. gotcha. Um, so anyways, uh, that's a needless conversation about Python. Um, although I do like Python. So there you go. Python is good. Um, I, I mean, I built an entire career on writing Java, so I'm very, very used to writing Java, but I recognize it is super verbose. Anyway, that's a discussion for a different podcast where you, you and I talk about different programming languages and not a, a podcast about community. It will have three listeners, and I will not be one of them. <laughs> to be fair, I listen to multiple pod, uh, uh, programming podcasts, so uh, so there's that. Look, no one wants to listen to me talk about programming languages because the one I'm most adept at is PowerShell. Nobody gives a crap about PowerShell unless you're in system administration, in which case, what's up? Let's talk about PowerShell. <laughs> What what's up, everybody? It's Ben. We're talking about ben, PowerShell today. It's Ben's PowerShell Minute. Uh, today on the Ben's PowerShell Minute, we're talking about the get ad user function. Oh yeah! I just so I did a quick search on Pocket Casts, my podcast app of choice. I searched PowerShell. That's all I did. Just PowerShell. Okay. There are two PowerShell podcasts. The PowerShell CMD Lit of the Day podcast and the PowerShell News podcast. Okay. So there uh, are PowerShell podcasts out there that are releasing uh, not very often. But, you know, I'm just saying. Stay tuned for Ben's oh, PowerShell Minute. The CMD Lit of the Day podcast hasn't hasn't record, uh, put one out since uh, September 2011. But the okay. PowerShell News podcast has put one out uh, March 31st. Okay. Uh, um, also, for the record, it's pronounced commandlet. Oh, I apologize. I did not know that. Anyway, you that, there you haven't gotten a commandlet of the day since uh, 2011. But still um, could be interesting for you to look into. So there you go. If you uh, care at all about PowerShell like Ben. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from doing a podcast about watching Community to doing a podcast about Taco Bell and jerking off to doing one about PowerShell from Microsoft. You absolutely. The programming language that only has any good uses um, with system administration. You really got to thread the needle on this uh, this advertising campaign, my friend. <laughs> if you're like, I'm going <laughs> to sell this to enterprises. Oh, no, it's ringing my bell. No. I'll just, uh, when I get tired about talking about Taco Bell, I'll just have people on to talk about PowerShell and jerking off. So, ring anyways. my shell. Ring my shell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, ta- it's Taco Bell and PowerShell. That's all it is now. Oh, damn it. Damn it, Mike. 
Oh, <laughs> look, I'm not I'm not as adept as 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 uh, uh, James from Unabashedly Obsessed, <laughs> but I can have a di- uh, 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 a good one f- from time to time. Oh, damn. OK. <clears throat> oh, got to compose myself after that. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I do love on this podcast when I can make you have to stop and compose yourself. That's the best part of doing this podcast for you to do it to me. Like it, it happens pretty regularly. But but I think you're a little bit stingier with those like guffaws. Pierce goes to apologize and he, of course, sits down next to... Uh, so Shirley's sitting on a uh, bench. And so he walks right by Shirley. He sits down on another bench with a totally different black woman on that bench. He hands her the flowers and he apologizes for yep. what he did. Yep. And Shirley overhears that and she's like, what What the hell? Like, I'm over here, you dingus um she says meaner things than that but i don't remember what they were yeah they're much meaner um, and to be fair rightly she's so. justified um yeah shirley's shirley's anger is not always justified um because i think she she gets angry a lot a lot of things um certainly we can't we could we don't need to argue about this one this is justified yeah um, absolutely this is not a december 11th or December 10th right, situation. Right. This is not this a, is, this is our Christmas, blah, blah, blah. This is your being now racist to me, um, as well as, you know, I- exploiting a power dynamic. Uh, Pierce, call, once Shirley calls him out on this, Pierce says, screw you. I don't owe you an apology. They were telling me to say it. And they he points over to the study group and uh, they're like, oh, oh, crap, crap, crap. And Troy's like, just, just act like you're sleeping. Right. Uh, his fight or flight response is pretend you're standing there asleep in the middle of the quad. To be fair, it's better than Annie's who like looks around, looks around, looks around and freezes, uh-huh. which is which is 100% my reaction in those situations. Yes, absolutely. So they are fighting about it. Yeah, um, Shirley says, like, I know where I've always stood. It's always I get respect until it, it, it it's different than what you guys want. So I'm just out of the group, and she leaves, and then the kids show up and are jerks. They call her sassy black Schmitty, which is a problem. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna call out the problems with the 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 high school kids, we're gonna be here all day, and I don't want to do that. So they are trying to figure out how because now they've they've got to get Shirley back into the group. Uh, right. Before it was just get Pierce back in, but now they need Shirley back in right. as well. Before and we start doing that, though, Britta's like, I just realized how we can we can destroy those kids. Jeff, you got to sleep with his mom. And, and he's like, can we focus on what's important? Bring Shirley back in. And, and Jeff's like, you're a genius. Right. They're literally they give a stealth high five behind Jeff's back. They're like, excited while, about this. Oh, yeah, because this is this finally solves the problem. The next day, everyone's pulling into the parking lot. Pierce is honking at Shirley. It's a whole mood. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff, this is when Jeff and Britta's brilliant plan starts. <laughs> yeah. Jeff jogs by the kid's mom who is dropping them off. And, uh, and he's like acting opening, like he's been on a long run. And Right. His opening line is, you don't happen to have an extra bottle of sports drink. Like this is his this is his pickup milf he is he is he is using his bodily sexuality because he definitely does like flex his arm when he's drinking it 
Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, she is she is into the physical aspect of Jeff Winger, which, to be honest, he is a handsome man with handsome it's muscles. It's true. It's just, it, do you have, you don't happen to have an extra bottle of sports drink is like the worst opening because sure. like well I, okay i'll let you I'll let, I, I will wait for your uh, uh opening statement before i offer a rebuttal well i just i feel like you could be like oh man running for and then insert like a big number of miles like running i don't know how many like running a quarter mile is too much for me. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. For me as well. Oh, I just, I just ran, I just ran three miles, and that feels like I a just, reasonable amount of miles for a, a handsome man to run. And I just, I feel a little dehydrated. Like, don't jump to like, sup, hit me up with some of that sports drink that you haul around for your kids who are in like soccer practice or whatever. Like, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm bad at picking up women so maybe jeff knows what's up maybe mm-hmm. it's all about talking about sports drink who knows i think now it, now we have finished opening statements and i am now offering my rebuttal um th- thank you uh, uh lady ladies and gentlemen of the jury um i do want to say that jeff is very good at uh sizing people up and mm-hmm. notices that that she keeps herself very fit as well so it, it's may not be a mental connection that he's looking to find. He he is trying to make a physical connection. And by feigning the fact that he's just been on a long run and then, you know, starts talking about sports drink, which I'm assuming in the, you know, if you were in a real person, you'd be like, oh, do you have another Gatorade I could drink? And then mm-hmm. being like, look at these muscles while I drink it. And boy, I'm just... Oh boy, look at all these just abs. Uh, he doesn't do anything with his abs, but you know what I'm saying? I think he's sized up uh, the the mom as somebody that is uh, interested in that kind of superficiality, especially and that that um, that plays to the interests that he has because he is using using banging this woman to get at her son. Yes. Um, I mean, no one's, I just, no I, one's great here. I'll say I, I, I just I just feel like not going to argue with, against with my mine, own witness, but I just feel like going with mine would work really well because if you if if you're like if you're making the conversation about the sports drink then like you are basically a gatorade ad which is fine i guess well Um, it means it means you're gonna start sweating colors when you start banging his mom like because i know what you're referring to and and you don't you clearly don't like it based on your expression no i don't i don't at all um, I, cause it leads to other questions that I don't want to talk about on this podcast or any podcast. No, I'm no, I think I'm good here. I think we can move on. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll even, I'll, I'll concede the point to you, my friend. It's a weird flirt. I get it. Yeah, I'm in cause, but yeah, it's, it, you make it about the, you, you make it about the sports strength is all I'm saying. Whereas if you, if you're like, I just ran three miles. You can be like, oh man, I'm just so sweaty because I ran three miles. And you can like pop that shirt off, and then it's all abs. Like you, you, you start out. You, you gotta, you gotta lead with your best foot forward. And in this case, Jeff Winger's best foot forward is his abs. His abs are his best foot. That's fair. And I stand by that statement. I, I've never heard of abs described as a foot before, but I'm in for it. 
Meanwhile, Abed has built a robot called Boobatron, mm-hmm. uh, who he believes that when bong water is spilled on him, he will come alive and become a party robot. I see no problems with this. Uh, they yeah, are, that tracks. They're wheeling this Boobatron towards the sorority car wash, and Troy's like, those are real babes, and they are going to really laugh at us. And Abed's like, friends are supposed to help each other no matter what. Ridiculous situation, descending into have a hand of drama for the illusion of story. Check. What? That was awesome. All right, I am back in. Cool. He's I'm like, back I'm back in. in. Pierce and Shirley are in like the the little like language lab. I think yeah. is what it is. I um, I, I think it's it like reminds an me right next to the the uh, the, uh, the study room. I think, but I'm I well. Yeah, it just it reminds me of like having a foreign language class where like you'd have the little language lab where you had individual booths and you had um, like headphones where so you could like listen to right people talking in whatever language you're studying. So I always thought of it as a, as like a language lab, but I, I, they're not wearing headphones. So I don't actually know exactly what the point of this is. Yeah. It's just to, to have a little bit of, uh, of, uh, privacy, I think similar to, uh, to, uh, they're, they're preparing you to be in cubicles, which no longer exist for me at least because it's uh-huh. just a big open room and I hate it. I pr- I want cubicles back. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to pull a heel turn. I want I want cubicles back. Although right yeah, now that's... I'm I'm in my own office all day uh-huh. and like, don't have any contact with anybody. So maybe I maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I want anymore. I'm so confused. I'm so sad. I mean, that's legit. I spent three and a half years working in a job in a cubicle, and I was like, oh, I hate cubicles. But then the next job after that, it was like, all right, open floor plan, and I'm like cool i hate this yeah someone on the other side of the room is having a conversation and i can hear it from here awesome right. oh no this i have rules. to be on the phone now that was also the job i worked where my coworker, uh when he would he'd eat lunch at his desk and for whatever reason when he would eat soup he would rotate his chair around and look at me while he ate soup but any other any other food he would rotate it <laughs> the other direction and look at the wall while he ate but soup he would he would stare at me while he ate soup um (laughs) it was awful uh it was awkward i am glad that i got out of i'm I'm glad that he no longer has access to me because he got fired because i'm worried what he would do to me one day where he just kills me (laughs) while eating soup i first off i love the concept of somebody murdering somebody while eating soup because that physically doesn't talent. make any sense yeah exactly like I'd, I'd be being killed and i'd be like look i'm mad but i'm also impressed <laughs> ow my spleen i do love the fact that there were options for this person to turn a different way um and to, to eat soup in a different direction i'm assuming it was there a reason you said there for no reason but like was there one side that had a desk and one side that didn't or just he was he turned and put it on the de- the one desk that faced you instead well, no. So he, so the, the room layout, it had a, um, it, it was a big, long table, essentially. Okay. Um, so in front of him was his desk. Sure. And then to the left of me, or to, to the left of him was me. And to the right of him was a wall. The only desk was immediately in front of him. If it's about putting something on the desk to like hold his very hot soup, it would be, he should be facing forward. forward at his computer instead what he would do is he would 
prepare his soup. He would sit down. He would hold the bowl of hot soup in his hand. He would swivel the chair to the left to face me Hmm. and eat his soup while looking at me. And I'm assuming you could see him staring at you specifically because there oh, was... Oh, yeah. Because there was no walls there. Right. I was just... No, but like your, your, your monitor wasn't enough to block him. Oh, no, not at all. Because again, the only table was in front of me. So to the right of me was like, I'm just... Because our lunches didn't quite match up because it it's tech support. It's all like shift work. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd be like, type a type a type a type. And I'd hear... <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to edit that out because that's awful. That's a I'd mouth hear, sound that is Doughboy's level. It's the that, opposite of ASMR. Yeah. Um, ASMR-ent. So. <laughs> well, now I can't edit it out because I made a good joke about it. You can you um, can put in you could put in a thing you of you saying slurp noise here, and then then you could call it uh, ASMR-ent. I really like how little we want to talk about this episode because we keep going on these tangents. So anyway, so he would be, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be sitting there type of type of type and then I'd hear the slurp, slurp noise. And then I would see out of the corner of my eye, him looking directly at me, oh, eating like his soup. That's and I'm awful. like, this is, this is the worst. This, this is, is harassment. <laughs> this is the, this is a serial killer sort Was of he, thing. Now, now. If you made a move, would he continue to track you with his eyes or was he just zoning out? I specifically did not uh, 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 look. Uh, I was trying to you know avoid what? his that's gaze. A, that's it. That is a fair question. Uh, the fair response to that question. So you know what? I'll t- accept that. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, I I am uh, after working in far too many open off, open plan offices. I am pro... Uh, pro cubicle my first job was with a cubicle um and it was a shared cubicle so two people were in the cubicle but most of the time uh the person that i was sharing with either left the company or was we were between people in that position so i basically got a huge uh cubicle to myself and i just that was the job in which i did a lot of work while watching community nice um so to tie it back to community community happened and i skip this episode every time I'm pro cubicle because I don't want to be stared at while people eat soup. So, well, I guess it's um, going to change how I'm going to, we're going to re- react after we record this podcast then. Cause I'm going to eat some soup and just stare into your soul. So anyways, uh, Pierce and Shirley are in these weird little cubicles and, uh, they are both <laughs> in a, in a Sorry, big the mood. Way that we went to the cubicles to where we went. Uh, they're, they both have a big mood and they're both like, like we both, you know, the the group hates us, blah blah blah. And uh, I don't remember exactly what is said, but basically, it it ends up with Pierce actually complimenting Shirley, yeah. giving you know, her saying like, Pierce you know, says you're, that he you're gave her a, respect. You're a strong woman who's raising a family on her own. Like, you know, you you're uh, great. Like, yeah, that's more of an accomplishment than anybody else in the study room. Uh, P- Pierce at the beginning does suggest that he gave her respect, which she's like, so pantsing is respect now. Um, and then Shirley calls him an arrogant, self-righteous ass. Um, mm-hmm. but then d- yeah, does the strong dignify women. And then they kind of both chuckle about that. And then Pierce goes in for a kiss and that's not the right choice. Pierce. He's like, uh-huh. did I misread that? Yes. Yes, you did. So in the cafeteria, where I suspect people are eating soup and staring at each other, because that's apparently things that normal people do, 
Jeff mm. is also okay. giving the mom uh, Veronica Mars's Lynn Eccles uh, a shoulder rub. Mm-hmm. She's drinking vodka out of a water bottle at 2 p.m. at a community college. So that's a thing. It's 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 <laughs> look, man, we're in quarantine. That's a mood. This is when the kids come in and Britta's like, looks like you'll be calling somebody daddy soon and points at Jeff. Uh, the the kid uh, who we find out in this scene is named Mark. Yeah. Mark goes over and he's like, no, this is this is awful. Like, I've been poning this loser all week, um, which it's <sighs> as, as someone who's played a lot of games, I've seen the word pwn an awful mm-hmm. lot. It's weird to see it in a mainstream nbc network comedy yes it it is um Um, and then she she uh is just like she realizes that jeff is pathetic and which is um, true he is pathetic and she's like i raised a winner who will continue to crush junior college losers like you uh she also even uses the word pwn at one point yeah. i think it's maybe in a in a later scene i mean to be but honest it's, it's, it's I don't care. weird <laughs> to hear lynn eccles from veronica mars to use the word pwn sure you have already embarrassed me by getting pwned also the subtitles uh spell it p-o-w-n which is not a it's not correct um it's p-w-n obviously i feel like at one point i think that's a dialect thing because i do remember at one point there was a zero in there um i always saw it as just pwn um i I think it 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 well i'm sure there's there is a wikipedia article for this i will say it's not its own article it's just a a a sub sub article of leet um you're 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 right oh i'm thinking of prawn i'm i apologize yes i Um, did there is a there wikipedia says pwn 3d though for pwn ah yes um i did once live with a guy who played a lot of uh league of legends and he so poning was a very uh common sure thing and he always thought it was pawning like you got destroyed because you're a pawn like in chess and i'm like that's kind of a weird draw, but okay. I mean, yeah, it's not. It, that doesn't hurt anybody, and it has a similar enough meaning that it's not too too bad. But it's definitely pwn because P and O are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird thing to be in a group of people who are like, oh yeah, gaming, hardcore, uh, sixty frames per second, uh, Diablo, oh, click, got, click, 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 click. You get you got pwned, and then uh, uh, one person in the group is just like, "Oh yeah, I pawned him so hard," and then everyone's like, "What?" And everybody um, stops, hits pause on their multiplayer does, game. There's a record puts, scratch, like puts down their Mountain Dew and Doritos, and looks over at him. And is like, "What did you just say?" Uh huh. And then picks um, up their Mountain Dew and Doritos again because you know, because I, I'm it, not even making fun of people. You can't pause I the love, multiplayer game like yeah you, you you do that record scratch thing everyone stops and everyone gets pwned and then mm-hmm. uh you never talk about it again to be fair if you're at a land party you could technically pause the game by basically having everybody just stop well yes they basically turn into this duh fest back and forth because they're like doing it back and forth at each other and everybody in the cafeteria is just like watching this and it's like why is this happening troy and aben are also there in togas because they're still working on the list 
Um, this is so yes, I mentioned earlier about uh how how you're like, let's talk about some other show or whatever. And I said that'll come back around. Um so Sarah was watching this with me. Oh um, boy. And so it is at this point when they just start going duh at each other. Sarah literally got up and left the room. I like wish I could have done I was that. like I was like, that is a legitimate response. I agree. I was I literally paused as much as I could and just like jumped onto Twitter and complained about this. Uh, God, so I was, yeah, I hate this. It, I hate this episode. It, I'm sorry. It cuts to 12 minutes later. They're still all saying duh, but they're all very clearly I, tired. I do want to point out that the captions for this part do say all blathering and shouting duh, which is accurate. Accurate. Um, and he's like, why are they doing this? <laughs> which fair right. question. Good question. Well, the answer is that losing to this these kids will pretty much destroy them because they're all ego. Yeah, like they, they, and they're fragile. Yeah. Um, Shirley and Pierce decide that... Um, it's time to take are, action. It's time... Uh-huh. So their action is to literally walk up to two of the three kids and pull down their pants, uh, which is a choice... Um, the, I mean, one when of the you kids fi- points out they're minors, so you know when when you fire the pantsing in the first act, you got it's Chekhov pantsing. Chekhov's pantsing. Um, um, Jeff and Britta realized the kids didn't continue to say "duh" because so because they were pantsed, and so they win somehow, and then the kids are losers somehow. Um, th- right. Oh, this is this is when Lynn Eccles from Veronica Mars says, uh, because like right. The Mark is like, hey, we're minors. Mom, call the cops. And she's like, no, you've already embarrassed me by getting pwned. And I'm like, this is the worst dialogue. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's intentionally bad, but it's like terrible dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and then they they head off uh, off off uh, off screen. And Annie's like, good congratulations. And they're like, yes, thank you, Annie. Which is about the same level of congratulations that my wife gives me when I've like you know beaten and done uh, a podcast done a podcast and you're like <laughs> and she's like good job i'm like i know i loved it shirley and pierce are like so we're considering rejoining the group uh and maybe everybody we... can be more mature uh-huh and at that point troy's like yeah speaking of that all these college shenanigans aren't really that fun it just feels kind of forced uh which honestly like my first year of college, I was kind of like the, oh, it's college. I got to do the college things. And right. a lot of it was forced and it sucks. Yes. Forcing things sucks. When mm-hmm. it's organic and flows naturally, that's really good. Mm-hmm. But on, on that note. I look forward to that being taken out of context. Uh-huh. On that note, uh, Abed's like, fine, I'll deactivate Boobatron. But trust me, classic college experiences never happen organically. And at that point... Abed bends down to deactivate the robot. Troy gets hit with some cake and then Abed gets up and he also gets hit with some cake and it's the, the kids, the Schmitty kids, they threw some cake and and a food fight happens. And Troy and Abed call food fight and the whole cafeteria gets into it. And then we get kind of the college uh, montage thing where you get like, Mm -hmm. this is what happened to this character. I always think of it as um, Animal House specifically um, because I know it's in that. But I think it's it's enough of a trope that I feel like it's probably in other things. It's definitely a trope. Um, Um, But we do get uh, an end like a caption for everybody that mm -hmm. uh, describes what they what they are doing. Uh, 
the one of the the teenage girl Kelly Cortland is a uh, grows up to be a professor of sociology at Yale in 2021. So I look forward. Cool. to She's just got one more yeah, one more year to I look go. Look forward on that. to Dr. Cortland. Um, the other teenage boy, not Mark uh, Scott Waugh, Waugh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, grows up to be a Michigan Supreme Court justice in 2045. He's still got a little bit to go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Annie remained Jewish re- despite ingestion of airborne pork. Uh, Shirley Bennett and Pierce Hawthorne never wed. Uh huh. Thank uh, Br- God. Britta is a pr- it, it turns out to be a proud owner of a used iPod Nano in 2014. Which uh huh. That's Chekhov's used iPod Nano. So yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> just keep a not keep a pin in that one for a couple years from now. Um, uh, in this podcast, in the, the fiction of the show, it, you know, six years ago, uh, the main teenage boy, Mark Cahill, uh, had his medical license revoked and his whereabouts are unknown. Very similar to Jeff's story, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I also like how in this weird animal house trope, there's always one like person who's like, they're the villain. So like. I don't know. Something weird probably happened. Right. We don't know what, though. Right. Uh, Jeff's says banged Mark's mother twice, um, which I really like as a callback to uh, the episode with uh, Catherine McPhee, because um, he really wanted to do it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is Abed and Troy will be back in College Cut-Ups 2, Panty Raid Academy. I'm surprised there's a whole academy about that is all I'm going to say. Um <laughs> Fair. It, it seems it seems like one class you take maybe like a 101 and a 201 right. but most, a whole academy seems like at, overkill yeah i agree at most it's a major at uh-huh. most like i can't imagine it being a full academy mm-hmm. um anyway that's the end of the episode proper but we do have a tag uh, abed and troy are coming up with their poor names from the name of their grade school and favorite soft drink troy's is george washington lemon fresca and abed's is david henry thoreau diet squirt the diet squirt thing is weird. Yeah, uh, it's close. <laughs> so, it's close um, to an actually like gross one, but you know. I will say that my favorite soda is Dr. Pepper. So That's that opens up That's a lot a of doors soda. for a lot of porn. Um, my, my favorite soda is Coca-Cola. So, But my second favorite mm-hmm. is definitely Dr. Pepper. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the pizza guy uh, comes in. Uh, and he's he's like, hey, did someone order a pizza? And there's uh, a baseline got going extra on. Sausage. Uh, there's extra sausage. It's hot and big. And Abed's like, no. And they get up and leave really quickly. And mm-hmm. it, it turns out Leonard was playing the bass, and it is also his pizza. But he took longer than thirty minutes, so he's not paying. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Finally, and that means, to no one's surprise, it is time for. I have complained a lot about this episode on Twitter. I noticed. And in, and in podcast. Uh, yes. Um, and I will, I have not really, this is going to come kind of off the top of my dome. So this is not going to be elegant. It's not going to be well stated. I think the A plot sucks. I don't like it. I recognize it's probably well made. Um, it's, uh, Jeff and Britta definitely, you see things within their characters. The 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 actors playing the high school kids and the mom are all very good at the emotion that they're trying to entail. However, I hate it. I don't want to watch it. I skip it every time this comes up, and I hate that this episode gets uh, has the one of my favorite Troy and Abed subplots because I think the 
forcing college experiences is quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Shirley and Pierce's relationship gets, uh, you know, we has the conflict here and I think it, 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 it becomes interesting, but boy, I can't get past that a plot. And, you know, like, like I said, I've rewatched this, like the first three to four seasons a lot. And every time I skip this episode, I hate it. I don't like it. It's not an entertaining piece of media for me. Um, I, I appreciate the, like, and I, and I, to- I was complaining to Stacy and she's like, you don't want to throttle the actual actors. You just want to throttle the characters. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's right. I also want to throttle the writers who thought these characters were a good idea in a comedy show. Either way, I look, look, I love the, like, I love Abed and Troy having goof ups and putting pretzels in their butt and putting mustard on them for no reason. I love these things, but I can't, I don't like this episode. I I skip it. I like if I skip an episode every time it comes up, it to me it it can't be anything more than maybe a D at best. I just don't like this episode. I know this is it's probably one of those ones that's pretty divisive and I recognize that I tend to not like that cringy stuff anyway. I know that you and mm-hmm. I disagree on that like BoJack Horseman and things like that. Um but man, I hate this episode and I I I I will give it a D minus while recognizing okay. it's well crafted and it's just a personal preference that I don't like the kids, the, the high school kids in it. And that's why I skip it. Although okay. there are, there are redeeming qualities to this episode. I, I won't give it a straight F because it is not, it's, it's an a plot that I just hate. And the B plot and C plot are actually interesting. Okay. I definitely think this is my least favorite episode of the first season. Um, no, no question about that. Uh, the the plot with uh, Jeff and Britta taking on high school kids is fine. Um, I think it's important in the fact that um, it's interesting to see what a couple of high school kids being really not at all clever and being like, Oh, you're a schmitty, duh. Like, right. It's it's interesting to see how they just they can't handle that. Like, it is the least clever insult. They're oh, sure. just they're kids being dumb, and it gets to them so hard. And so, I think it is a very important episode for uh for the two of them as sort of an example of like wow like it doesn't really take much to destabilize these two right and especially because they put themselves as oh we're mature reasonable human beings right their their whole idea of themselves throughout the the story of community is that they are the ones with their crap together they're mature they are above all this stuff and then the moment the moment a high school kid comes along and goes, you're a schmitty, duh, you can't afford an iPod. Like that just, that, that tears their whole world down. And so sure. I think it's an interesting sort of thing, but man, so much of this episode is, is mocking voices and the word duh and the yeah. word schmitty. And it doesn't, it can be a, a, an interesting episode while also not being particularly fun to watch. Um, that is fair. I think I, I think you and I are in agreement on that one. Um, 
And uh, so the the interesting thing is, um, after Sarah had got up and left the room, (laughs) uh, when we were preparing some lunch before uh, recording this episode, um, she was like, so let me ask you, like, is that an episode that you like watching of Community? (laughs) I like Um, the fact that she's like, I don't know. I'm going um, to just see what we're talking about uh here. So... I was like, well, not not really. Um, but the thing is, is it is sort of a, a thing that com- comes back time and again, where the group is so codependent that any episode that has uh, a lot of interpersonal drama has the same sort of through lines where it's like, it's a lot of arguing. Like sure. they bring out the worst in everybody right. when when it hits the fan. Like... And I think it's an interesting thing to to uh, explore, but yeah, I'm just like, man, the the freaking high school kids are just a pain in the butt. I yeah. just don't care for it. Um, I think the Troy and Abed plot is fun. Um, again, like I said, I've I've been there where I'm like, oh, I'm in college. I need to do the college things. Oh, this feels so forced. Um, and I do think, even though I think Pierce uh, gets away with uh, with it. That's more fair. than he, he does should get away with it. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. The fact that he and Shirley can kind of see eye to eye for maybe the first time in the whole series um, is, is pretty nice. Yeah. So all that to say, um, I don't think I hate it as much as you do, but I'm still going to give it a C minus. Um, I, I don't skip it, but I certainly don't look forward to it. Um, it's, it's an okay episode. That's fair. Um, uh, but we want to know what you all think about this episode full of Schmitties and does. Uh, are we off the mark? Yeah. Um, do you do find you it like entertaining? Do you find it way more entertaining than we do? Do you th- agree that it's it's a garbage episode? Uh, we want to know this. We want to know uh, what the weirdest robot you've ever programmed is. Mm-hmm. What what which coworkers eating habits think that you're going make you think that you're going to get murdered because they're eating soup and staring at you. We want to know if you found a joint in the street, if you would smoke it and be cool and have a cool trip, or if you would be a loser. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Like it, it's such a funny, funny program to have written and to show your dad. That's the best part. <laughs> yep. And your, your dad is just like, well, thank God I raised a square. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so much of what you've done since moving to Portland is not square. It's just very funny. Very, very funny. Look, I did. I did tell my dad that I do the naked bike ride. So, you know, he was just like, all right. <laughs> I love how your dad is very like, oh, all right. Okay. Um, okay anyways, fine. we, we want to know all of this and more. You can tweet at us at good Greendale. You can find us on the web at goodmorninggreendale.com there's a form that you can do uh you can fill out to email us uh you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash back to futurama uh in case you want to get some of our um some of our bonus stuff we did a whole thing Uh, basically this week we were all just talking about how uh what our favorite boozes are and then then we also did a whole thing about getting robots to say stupid things so, it, you know, a pretty normal one adventure. for us. Uh, I am actually launching a new podcast. It's a solo prod, uh, project that I am doing 
Um, it is called I've Brought My Own Soapbox. Um, it is basically going to be a twice a month podcast, uh, about 15 minutes, so not a lot, lot of time uh, out of your day, kind of uh, talking about a thing that I really enjoy and my connection with it and wh- uh, why I like it so much. Um, I have a trailer out there now. I've We've retweeted it from both the Back to the Futurama and um, Good Morning Greendale uh, uh, pod, uh, podcast uh, Twitter feeds. Uh, it's got a Twitter feed of its own, so I run that, so say hi uh, and follow it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the first episode coming out on August 8th, so mm-hmm. keep an eye out for it. That will do it for us this week. Um, and uh, until next week, when we're talking about a much better episode of Community, Certainly, Modern Warfare. Oh, oh, it definitely has less does. It has way fewer does. Uh, and is ju- it's a phenomenally famous uh, episode of Community. So um, here's I'm hoping, looking really forward to talking about that. Here's hoping we can come even close to how good it is. And uh, give you spoilers yeah, we will for next catch week's you next grades. time for Modern Warfare. Until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck. As humans, we all have a lot of interests. Have you ever sat down and thought about all of your interests and written personal essays about them in order to talk about them on a podcast? I have. Hi, I'm Mike from Back to the Futurama and Good Morning Greendale. I'm starting a new podcast where I talk about my favorite things twice a month. Find I've Brought My Own Soapbox where you find your podcasts.